he goes and gets wings and throws them on the board. Now listen, man, this guy's breaking <laughs> barriers down. You're listening to Leafs Lunch with Julia Tusheri and Michael DeStefano on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. Leafs Lunch is brought to you in part by 2for1pizza.com. Enjoy plant-based garden pesto pizza, pizza and wings, pizza and penne combo, and more. Visit 2for1pizza.com. Welcome back here to Leafs Lunch Hour 2. Kicking off right now. Full two hours, A.B. to talk. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. No World Cup right now, so we get free reign to to chat your ears off about the Leafs and and their big 4 nothing victory over the Dallas Stars last night. We're going to have Arda Ocal join us in the next couple of minutes here, we've talked more, and it's deserved, A.B., that we've talked more about uh, Matt Murray today than anybody else in the Leafs. 44 saves, shutout last night versus Dallas. But Matt, uh, Mitch Marner, not Matt Marner, continued his excellence and uh, continued his point streak to, to 20 games. Jason Robertson did not. Hey, you almost had that on your picks, eh? Ah, uh, almost. I went two for three. Two yep. for three. They won by two goals. Uh, what was the other one that I had? One by two goals. I had, oh, more over two and a half goals for the Leafs. Oh. And then I had Marner and Robertson getting a point. Robertson failed because of the heroics of uh, of, of one Matt. Uh, now, now, now you got to stuck. I was going to say Matt Marner. <laughs> I Matt almost Murray. said Matt Martin at one point today. That's like, what I was about to say. Matt Murray. Matt I miss Murray. him, though. I do. Shout out Matt Martin. Shout out. But, uh, no, Mar- Marner, obviously, like, this is an incredible stretch. Like, what what more can we say than we have, haven't have already been talked about this guy? Just it seems like every game is good for a point. Yeah. He's setting someone up or, or scoring a goal himself. Like, there's some crazy stats out there about um, how many primary points that he's had over the course of this streak. So it's not even that... Like, he's just getting some easy cupcake secondary assist, and he's just get lucking into this streak. He's driving play through this streak. Like, he really, really is. And um, last night on the game-opening goal, by the way, John Tavares, too. Can we have a conversation about JT? Oh, my JT? gosh. We have not talked about JT at all, and JT deserves all of the love in the world for... I, I noticed that when we were talking to MJ, he was mm. listing, like, uh, Marner's been good, and Neilander's been good, and Matthews has been good, and he almost omitted JT, and then he went back and hit the brakes on his comment and said, hold on, we can't not mention the captain. Because yeah. JT has been out of his mind this year, and I feel like he was the brightest spot at the beginning of the season when things uh, were looking a little dicey. JT was the guy who was mm-hmm. really willing the team. Yeah. Uh, that one game in Philly, maybe we'll circle as as a game that a lot of things changed. Even though last night, I, I took note of the fact that fact that Austin Matthews made a comment like it felt like a he made a long pause and he said uh, a turning point. I swear in my chest he wanted last to say last night's game. Yeah, he said he said a turning point. I know I know in my soul he wanted to say TSN turning point, but right. he had to veer away from it. But anyways, John Tavares, like what a weapon! Is forty. He he's on pace to be right near his career high in, in goals and points this year. What's he at right now? Thirteen? Uh, is he at thirteen goals? Fourteen goals? And it's playing with Marner again. I I think him and Matthews are both at thirteen now. Yeah. So and last night's goal, like that was such a a blue collar goal. 
Yeah, and like, I love just, that from just him. Just completely working out in front of the net, trying to find a little bit of space. He's got defensemen all over him, and he just continues to work and 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 put in that grind, and ultimately finds a loose puck, shoots, and uh, and and that's the first goal of the game, and got Mitch Marner's streak out of the way pretty early. Yeah, but John Tavares to me, what I find to be, you know, kind of extraordinary with it is he's been given. Mitch Marner, but with that, they've also been given a lot of defensive responsibilities. Like, if you look at their zone starts, they're starting a lot of the time in the defensive end. Like, last night, I mean, there was a lot of face-offs in Toronto's end last night in general, just because the game was played on their side of the ice for a lot of the time. And, you know, he was the guy out there who was playing against the tough minutes. And they're like, okay, defensive zone draw, get out there. Yeah, And, and, And that's kind of been the case over the course of this this whole stretch here where those two, um, as Marner's heated up, they've started to get the defensive matchup against them as well. Yeah. So it's 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 really equally impressive when you think about the fact that he's getting the tough minutes against him, and then he's also playing defensively against some of the, the league's best as well and excelling, turning that defense into offense. Yeah, a lot of that starts from the draw too, A.B., for that line. And it's John Tavares... Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistent, even even if there's been criticism of him and his contract over the past couple of seasons, uh, he's the one thing he always is, is like 60% in the circle. And I, I feel like we've just come to expect that from him because he provides it game in and game out, but uh, underrated, sneaky way that the Leafs end up with the puck a lot off the draw. What is yeah. he at? 59.96. <laughs> I said 60. Pretty darn close to 60% there. Yeah. So, yeah. And and the thing, too, is like last year, what was the number that I was looking at last night where I was like, okay, that that's that's up, and, and that makes a lot of sense. So I think it was goals, uh, goals per 60 at 5-on-5, five because five. if you remember last year, a big reason for why Tavares and Nylander weren't working out is because their five-on-five five numbers weren't great. They weren't scoring, and they are getting scored on a lot. Um, not the case this year when it comes to, to JT. They're keeping the puck out of the net, and when it comes to scoring goals when he's out there, I mean, he's playing with, with Mitch Marner, but him individually, he's scoring a lot more goals now. I think he's up over, was it over two goals per 60, um, where last year he was definitely under that number. Uh, was he one goal or sorry one goal 1.3 goals per 60 and last year the last three years he's been very consistent actually at five on five 0. 0.81 0. 0.81 0. 0.81 so this is the highest he's been since that year his first season in toronto playing alongside mitch marner i don't think that's a coincidence no mitch marner is definitely the common denominator and i think that we've all kind of spent uh spent a lot of this year waiting for the auto put put mitch and maddie back together but uh, I don't know if that's as much of a lock as we were we were thinking earlier on when this happened. All right. And with that, we'll we play a little bit of good call, oh, bad call. Good idea. It's time for good call. After reviewing the play, we got a goal. Or bad call. So spill it on straight here. On Leafs Lunch. Okay. Good call or bad call. Let's start with Mitch Marner, the... The talk of the town in Toronto. Mitch Marner will extend his point streak to 25 or more games. Mm. 
this one is like just such a hilarious thing to to guess because I don't know. Right now, he looks like nothing will ever ever stop him. And and Jason Robertson looked about the same way until last night when the Leafs and Matt Murray just completely shut her down. It's just so consistent. Like yeah. just the the way that he's playing is is so consistent. Um, where you think, yeah, of course he's gonna put one. It was almost like last year we had the same conversations with with Matthew Austin scoring? Matthews, where it's like. The team starts the game up one nothing because he's scoring every single night. Yeah, it like, felt like, of course, Austin Matthews can score every night. It was right. It's, it's like they started the game already up a goal. Makes it look so easy. And and it feels like similar right now, just based on Mitch Marner. You know, getting points in twenty straight, he's been able to to provide a lot of offense. So, twenty five games. Can he get it going for five more games? Well, in those five games, Julia, I'm they looking. Play, they all look winnable. They all look winnable. That's one thing. But also. Scorable? Scorable, like goals. Goalable. He had here. Streakable. They got the Kings coming in tomorrow night. Probably Jay Quick's going to get that game. The Flames, who knows what goaltending they're going to get, whether if it's Dan Vladar or Jacob Markstrom. Yeah. But they got the Flames coming into Toronto. Then they've got the Ducks, who are allowing the most goals out of anyone in the National Hockey That's League a, this season. That'd be point. And then they got Bleep Sturkin and the Rangers, who aren't playing fantastic. I love right how much now. you love that. I do. It's a fantastic chirp. Yeah, but I like the way you. So seamlessly say bleep Sturkin yeah. when I, I just—it's hilarious. Anyways, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. But like that—that's like these are games, and then the Capitals, who also have been struggling to keep pucks out of the back of the net and, and win hockey games. Like those are five games coming up where a Toronto can win a lot of these games, pick up some points, uh, and also Mitch Marner could end up factoring in here. Of course, like I'm—I'm I'm gonna—I'm gonna say good call. I'm gonna go optimistic and say Mitch Marner. Keeps it rolling. There's a lot of winnable games. There's a lot of games where there's some quest goaltending, and they might be able to fill the score sheet. And if there's one guy who's been getting himself on that little piece of paper at the end of the night, it's been Mitch Marner. I see no reason why that can't continue. Good call. I like that I'm rubbing off on you. You used to make fun of me when I said quest, and you just dropped it. So yeah, I'd I just like to point that out. I did that on purpose. Mitch Marner's point streak is going to 27 games. It 27? Will, yep. It will end against the St. Louis Blues on December 27th. After Christmas. He will score a goal a game until Christmas. Because he, yeah. Uh, no, sorry, he'll get points in all points, those games. Points, sorry, pointing. Um, he's going to get a point against the Kings, against the Flames, against the Ducks, What's against Samson the Rangers. What's It's going to be, what, close to 50? So we got we got a long ways to go. Y- yeah. Long ways to go before Ilya Samsonov, who sees into the future, clearly. He told us that. Yep. We believe him. And he said, uh, close to 50. Yeah. So. Caps, he's getting a point. Lightning, he's getting a point. Flyers, I was going to say it ends at the Flyers, except the Flyers game is that um, they always have that next-gen game right before Christmas, and it's an afternoon game. Mm-hmm. It's December 22nd at 2 p.m., and Mitch Marner oh, loves that, that game. game. He Every, every year. year, he he puts on a show that game. So I was going to say it ends against the Flyers, and then I saw it was that game. It's not going to happen. It'll be I, against the Blues. I think I've shared this story before on air, but I'll share it again for those who maybe didn't hear. But one of my favorite stories about working here at TSN, Yeah, I was an intern at the time during the next-gen game. And they were playing Carolina. Oh, the best game I've ever been to live. Yeah, it was outstanding. And uh, so Mitch Marner, he was in a big slump going into that game. He hadn't had a point in, in, I don't know, like 11 games or something like that. And I just had a feeling. So I made a bet. It's a guy, He used to work here. I think he's still like with TSM, but not with us anymore. But his name is Pete. And I made a bet. I said, I bet you Mitch Marner's going to break his streak today. And he's like, no way. That guy's been awful. No chance it happens. And I'm like, I'll bet you lunch. Score the first goal of the game, like three minutes into it. Nice. Looked at the guy, 
lunch, Soup please. date? Soup date. Let's go. Nice. I think it was a pizza. Pizza from the calf. Whoa. It was great. I've never I loved had it. calf pizza before, actually. And when it's bought and paid for, because you want to bet, it's that much better. Tastes better. Tastes better. better. Next one. Um, good call on both. Good call or bad call? Sandine and Lilligren will remain in the top four even when Brody and Riley are back. So let's make our little deep pairings in our head and let's see how this works out, shall we? When everyone's back and healthy? Yeah. I think the pairings are pretty pretty set. I think Riley and Brody go back together. You keep the two kids yeah. and you keep Geo and Hall. Why would you veer away from that? Yeah, so is that a resounding good call? Well, the question here is who gets that like second pair? Is it going to be Geo and Hall? Who've been the top pair, yep. or would it be Lilligren and Sandine? That's the question. Who gets that second pair? Who plays more minutes? And I think MJ kind of like he broke it down and said maybe it's more of like a two two A two B, where it's that's what it feels like to me. Dependent on situation. Yeah, and especially and especially now. Scenario. Yeah, I think so too because then you save Geo and Hall too for optimal health in the playoffs like Gio's been playing a lot lately it'd be cool to dial back those numbers a little bit and you could get Lilligren and Sandine dialed into the point where you have no fears to play them in in any situation come April yeah so so good call yeah I guess that'd be a good call good call it feels a little weird but good call I'm gonna say bad call okay I'm gonna say bad call just because I think like Mark Giordano I know we we Consistently talk about how the guy's 39, he can't play this much. What? Why? Why? He's legitimately played 20, 22 minutes a night for the last like three years, and he hasn't had a, a significant drop off in play. And he's telling you personally, I want to play as much as possible. I'm better. Yeah, he's a hockey player. Playing. I yeah. know. I know they all say that, but you look. I mean, the facts are he's played a lot better in these last three weeks when he's been asked to step up and play harder minutes yeah and more minutes I, I don't know if he's played but he was always it's not like he was ever playing bad it's just been more blatant that he's playing well because he's, he's just in our face he's far every, more important right now though totally like, totally more important he's always he's had a good season regardless and it, he it hasn't dropped off with the uptick in minutes no no so it hasn't at all so why can't that remain consistent and have those guys be the second pair and still play 21 minutes a game because i think at this point maybe the priority the priority the priorities are health uh and you don't want to risk that at all with with He's never Theo. been a no but god ab why did you say that i'm so superstitious don't ever say that again in my presence um and the priority is ensuring that your two young guys in Siligren, in Siligren, yeah Siligren? yeah that's their couple name now and their okay. pairing name okay um are up to standard and up to par and, and up to the challenge when the playoffs come around. I think that's more of a priority. You know what you're getting out of Geo. It's making sure you know what you're going to get out of Sandine and Lilligren. Can we can we go with, with Lil Dean instead? Oh, that's way better, yeah. Yeah, that's more us. Lil Dean is certainly more us. D- just to be perfectly clear, I'm, I'm with an apostrophe there, and that's where the couple name came from. I, I, assumed, <laughs> I assumed so. I definitely assumed so. All right. Uh, well, we can continue some of these conversations a little bit later on. Maybe we can get into this with Arda, what his thoughts would be on this blue line once fully healthy. Arda Ocal of ESPN is going to join us next. Bad news has come in again. Now, back to Leafs Lunch. On TSN 1050, the Leafs live here. Oh, oh, 
Chiefs have us fooled again? I was having this conversation with my roommate, and I was like, they're doing that thing again. They're doing that thing again. They play so well. They make people, bait people into buying into the team just for them to break their hearts in the spring. Yeah. And this is right on cue. What's happening? The the word of 2022, I think I saw online, was was gaslighting, like leading someone to believe something and then doing the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Are the Maple Leafs the biggest gaslighters in the National Hockey League? Let's see if the man on the line can confirm. Arda Okal, NHL on ESPN host. He was hosting last night, the Leafs Stars game, where the Leafs took the big win. But Arda, are are they, like, do they have you again? Are you falling in love right now? If, if, if gaslighting is a thing in the NHL, then the Leafs just put the m- grandest of gestures oh, in the no. game last night. Like, it was like the biggest, like, show of, yeah, like that, that was the primest example. Like, that was the, oh, I'm deep into this again, aren't I? And then fast forward a few months and uh, heartbreak ensues. That would be the, the story, I suppose, for the Leafs, but... I don't know. I looked at that game last night, and I was like, wow. I'm glad. In a way, for Leafs fans, I'm glad that they experienced this game in December and not in the playoffs or in March. (laughs) Not to say it wouldn't happen. A 4 nothing game in the playoffs would have been all right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, but a a 4 nothing game with that much. Like, the the stat to me that jumped out was the stat. The Stars had 93 shot attempts in that game. Insane. Crazy. Like, like the fact that they, like, even that second period five on three, the amount of chances they had, the fact that, what I mean by I'm glad this game happened in December was I'm glad that essentially Matt Murray showed that, and he's been showing this, like, this was just a showpiece game in my opinion, but... Old Stanley Cup champion Matt Murray exists in that body, right? So, yep. like, now that now that Leafs fans have seen the possibility, now that Leafs fans have seen that in a Leafs uniform, Matt Murray can produce that output, that, to me, if you're going to go back to that gaslighting uh, analogy, now Leafs fans are extrapolating those performances into the playoffs. Well, he's, and that's the big question mark. Well, he's an interesting guy in general because you know we, we've been talking about this. Like the, the talent is there; he's shown it in the past. And to, to keep going with this gaslighting analogy, I mean, do you think it's possible for Leaf fans like they're starting to buy into Matt Murray and, and buy into the talent? But can you fully buy into this guy until the season is over and he gets through it unscathed with a keeping it up? You know, consistently, we saw this out of Jack Campbell a year ago in November, and then he fell off a cliff. But also, just the fact that health is always going to be maybe the bigger question mark with this guy. That's that's the huge. That's the big thing, right? That's the the fact that again, the fact that the Leafs fans that Leafs fans saw it now, seeing how great he can play, that's the feeling of hope. That's when you start saying, "Oh, wow." this could actually be possible. We could actually see these kind of performances. These are the goaltending performances that we need in the postseason in order to keep us, uh, keep the hopes alive of the Leafs winning a series. And, and the other thing is, I don't think, like, I, I looked at Austin Matthews' goal yesterday, and I'm like, boy, I wish I had that much space on the gardener when I was oh, on my man. Home back in the day. Wouldn't that be know? a beautiful thing? Right? Yeah, I like, was confused by I, the game plan there, but it was still it was still great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how that works out. Like, yeah. 
I just, I like, that's not going to happen in the playoffs. Like, there's just a couple things in that game where you're like, wow, this was uh, very Leaf-centric, but... But, yeah, see, what, what's going to happen come playoffs? That's always going to be the question. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, okay, so goaltending looked like the Leafs could potentially have a goaltender that could steal games come April, which would be welcomed and exciting. Uh, did anything else from that game last night or this stretch that the Leafs have been on lately stand out to you as, you know what, they do this in November, but this looks a little different. Maybe they are different this year. They, um, no. Yeah, that's the <laughs> I mean, thing. I, I feel like this, the, it, this feels routine at this point. Yeah. It honestly does. Like, I mean, I'm fixated on Marner's streak. I'm very happy that there's something to focus on from that point of view. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe, maybe uh, the fact that there's, there's this marquee streak happening for the Leafs, he's setting records, uh, maybe distracts from the fact that this is sort of a story that we've seen before with the Leafs. Like, they had a great start to the season last year as well, and they got great goaltending early in the year as well. And, like, it, hopefully the story doesn't repeat itself on the goaltending front because we all know that Jack Campbell regressed in the second half of the season for the Leafs last year. But, uh, I mean, yeah, they had a great November last season too, and they had a record-setting November this season. And, you know, it could, it'll probably continue because the Leafs look unstoppable at the moment. And, yeah, like to answer your question bluntly, no, like this feels very familiar. I, we're uh, chatting with Arto Cal, uh, NHL on ESPN host. Uh, you know, the Leaf Stars game was broadcast nationally on ESPN last night, and and I, I think one of the things that I'm noticing differently, I guess, that like we saw, we've seen glimpses of this team buying in defensively. But Dave uh, Poole, and former NHLer and and a TSN analyst, he was on the morning show today, and he was talking with Aaron, uh, Aaron, and and uh, Carlos, saying how. The consistency that he's seen in this team defensively and the buy-in that they've had looks a little bit different. And it made me think back to a quote that John Tavares said earlier this year, talking about the team's evolution of maturity. And, you know, we kind of laughed and snuffed at that a little bit. bit, For sure. A a little. But when I'm watching this team play, I mean, the way that they have bought in, does that maybe speak to the maturation process of this team just as a whole from, from top to bottom? When you did say that, I did, uh, it did remind me of an interview before the game that Marner did with us. And, uh, he did, like, he sounded like that. He sounded like somebody that had that level of buy-in that you just mentioned. And on top of that, like, what, one of the questions that was asked of him was, is this the best the Leafs have played in your time there? And he didn't directly say yes, but, if you listen to the, essentially he, he said, you know, I really like the way we're playing right now. It feels like we're coming together as a team. Like it sounded a little bit like you might get some, you know, cliche sound bites, et cetera. But then digging deeper into it, it did sound to me like there is that buy-in there. There is that, uh, that, that, that rallying together that maybe wasn't as prevalent in previous years. So I would say I, I agree with that, and certainly that interview uh, is a great example of that. I feel like, I mean, I look at last night's game, and I think that's a great, resilient win. Uh, I know that everyone's going to look at Matt Murray's performance, a 44-save shutout. How can you not? By the way, 93 shot attempts is like an NHL record. Like, that's unbelievable that, 
this start. Yeah, it's an NHL record for a team getting shut out. Like it just that's unbelievable that the Stars did not score a goal. They had five on threes. They had like every opportunity in the world to do so. But whether it was defensive effort, whether it was Matt Murray, whether it was the Leafs capitalizing on their chances, it was just the Leafs game through and through. So uh, there's definitely a lot of positives in this. I know that there's always. There's always something. There's always a gap. There's always a hole on a team. But I would say uh, the Leafs are in great position right now. Yeah. So so he thought it was the best that the Leafs had looked in, in the Matthews-Marner era that he'd been a Maple Leaf. In your opinion, Arda, is, is, is that the case with the Leafs right now? Is this the best that you've seen them in this era? Well, Matthew, for, for individually, Marner, for sure. Like He looks like he's just peak magician at the moment, yeah. right? Like He just looks so good. Matthews, I'm sure that people would love to see the production from last season. I mean, it's tough to replicate it. It's tough to score goals in the NHL period, let alone 60, right? So the problem is when you score 60 goals, people sort of assume that you're going to score 60 again. especially or 70 if like, you're like me and you're yeah. just out of control. I said right, 70 like, on national TV, Arda, and I'm going to have to wear yeah. that at the end of the year in fantasy. I'm, I'm dreading the day. Well, in January and February, when he scores five goals a game, then you'll be laughing at him. Thank everyone. God. So, yeah, exactly, right? Just wait till the New Year's resolutions. He's like, I resolved to score five goals a game. That's going to happen. Uh, but, but, yes, for Marner, I mean, this is, what a stretch. Like, just unbelievable. And he's just clicking everywhere. He seems to be everywhere on the ice. The puck is always on a stick. He's just finding ways to be creative. Like, as if last year wasn't creative enough, he's finding incredible ways to set up his uh, teammates, and he's just just a joy to watch on the ice. I, they, they, they were comparing him to uh, to Pavel Datsuk on the broadcast, and I was like, I, I see the creativity. Like you can definitely see the comparisons there uh, in the way that he, he, especially lately, in the way that he's been playing. Uh, in conversation with Arda Ocal of ESPN. We play a game on the show called Good Call, Bad Call. You might be familiar with it. Mm -hmm. And we're playing it just before you came on. And we had one that was tucked away. And we said, why don't we we hold off and throw this one at Arda and get his thoughts on it? So, you know, we talked about the defensive play of this team and how they're buying in. But, I mean, they're starting to score some goals here. And a lot of goals are starting to pile up as well, um, especially the last few weeks. So, Arda, the way it's played, we're going to give you a, a scenario. you got to tell me if it's a good call or a bad call. So, good call, bad call. The Leafs will have a trio of 40 goal scorers this season. Trio of 40 goal scorers. Can Austin Matthews get to 40 goals this year? Clearly, uh, I, I, even though he's not on uh, pace or even though he may not get 60 this year, 40 absolutely. Nylander I could see being a 40-goal guy. John Tavares I could see yeah. uh, knocking on that door too. So honestly, JT being the uh, surprise, like I, I wouldn't have said that JT would have been a 40-goal scorer this season at the start of the year, but... I feel like he's there in that conference. So, yeah, I would say yes, that, that is definitely a possibility. What is it about? Uh, so I'm buying in. I'm buying in. Me too. Sorry, I, I got to play the game. I'm buying in. Good With call. Julia, I'm buying in. Good call. Good call out of Arda. But, like, y- you talk about John Tavares and how your opinion, I guess, has switched a little bit from the start of the year till, till now. Like, what is it about JT that y- you're watching this season and, you know, has you so mes- mesmerized in, in the way that he's playing right now? I feel like 
uh, I feel he's just, I don't know, maybe it's a confidence thing. Uh, maybe it's, I mean, he's always been strong on the puck. I, I just, I feel like he's more, yeah, it, it's, it's tough to explain. Like, he just seems to be, uh, maybe it's his team, maybe it's the line mates that he's playing with. Maybe it's just the chemistry on the ice, confidence. I feel like he is on a different level right now uh, in this season. I feel like he's just stepped it up. I feel like he's... Just, just playing like he he trusts to see on his sweater. Like I, yeah, he, he's just he's and, and and he's like he's had the results, which is great. It's great to see because I know that he, John Tavares in particular has been somebody, and, and and that comes with being captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny, especially in that market, right? Especially in Toronto, it's going to be very difficult to be the captain and the leader of that team. Uh, when things go wrong, you're the first person they look at. When when things go right, you may not necessarily be the first person that gets the adulation and the praise, uh, certainly with other superstars on the team. So it's nice to see that he's getting that level of output, and it's nice to see that he's getting uh, the flowers because clearly the effort is there. Clearly he's producing on the ice, and clearly he's whatever scenario that he's in right now seems to be working. So... Uh, he's definitely, I mean, listen, we're talking about him as a possible 40 goal scorer, which is incredible. Yeah, it's a lot of load to bear for one dude from Oakville. The captaincy, the contract, and but a full, healthy offseason, and uh, a new skating coach over the summer, and he looks like a spring chicken. Okay, you mentioned, Arda, we haven't touched base with you since since the beginning of the season, when, when things were a bit in, in disarray. You mentioned you've kind of changed your mind about John Tavares, or you think think differently about him that you, than you did at the beginning of the season. Is there anything else that you believed about the Leafs at the start of the year that you've changed your mind about uh, to this point in the year? Is there anything that I have changed my mind about? How, how about this, they... How about this? Mm-hmm. When they were struggling, more so the beginning of the year, when they were struggling about midway through October, we came on the air and we threw out some takes that we definitely want to to scale back on, especially like the injury came out. Oh, Matt Murray, he's done. That was a terrible decision. We were crucifying Kyle Dubas for it. Clearly, we think a little bit differently about that take today than we did back then. So do you have an example of maybe a take you had when they were struggling where now you look back and you're like, eh, maybe I'd walk that one back a little bit? See, I was the opposite. I did not. And, and again, remember, I'm not uh, on the Leafs beat as deep as uh, certainly you two are, and certainly uh, people listening to this uh, consume Leafs content voraciously on a daily basis. So from my 20,000-foot view from covering all the teams in the NHL, I didn't have the same sense of doom and gloom, even though October was a very difficult start for the Maple Leafs. So I wasn't looking at October saying, well, they're not winning a playoff season this year. They may not even make the playoffs. Boy, Matt Murray was a bad decision. Let's put... Uh, Dubas on the chopping block. Let's put Keith on the chop. Like I wasn't saying any of that. Uh, I was I was looking at it from a very, maybe maybe too patient. Who knows? Maybe I was too much the opposite side. Maybe I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let this ride out. I I think that uh, a team like this has earned uh, at least another month of seeing where they go. And luckily, uh, that was the right call because November was incredible. But I would say. I, I I don't know why I said this. I still thought that the Leafs had it in them before the season started. Maybe maybe I had too much blind faith in the old Matt Murray returning before the season started for um, 
for Samsonov to be uh, a great backup goaltender. Uh, I, I or, or a 1B compliment to Matt Murray. I felt like if there was ever a year for the Leafs to win a playoff series, it was this one. So I guess I will just say I'm, I, I kept with that prediction, and I will continue to keep with that prediction. And if and when the Leafs do win a playoff series this year, you can feel free to clip this and play it like 20,000 <laughs> times all throughout the day on TSN. The Stanley Cup prediction too, right? Yes, exactly. Perfect. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were the only one at ESPN who had the Maple Leafs as your Stanley Cup winner. And I love that. And here we are. They're looking, I mean, they're looking like they are contenders at the very least. Yep. Right now, they certainly do look like contenders. So uh, maybe you were onto something there, Arda. Uh, appreciate the chat, as always, my friend. We'll have to do this again real soon. Anytime. I appreciate you guys. All right. There he goes. Arda Ocal, uh, NHL on ESPN host. Love Arda. Yeah, he's the best. He, I, I, like, maybe it's so true. He's got, like, more of a broader perspective on the league. Yeah. So he's not focusing on the daily of uh, happenings of what's going on with the Maple Leafs, but look, there's some stuff that certainly I'm sure you and I were talking about. I mean, we were talking about firing Sheldon Keefe. Not that we felt he needed to be fired because he was the problem. Yeah, I feel like we have to... But it was I like, like... We were kind of chill through the whole thing, but it was definitely a narrative. It was a narrative that we were talking about. You know, like, oh, is is uh, Marner and Matthews, if they break that up, is that going to put a strain on the relationship of Sheldon Keefe and Mitch Marner? Actually, no. It seems like they have grown as a team since that happened. So that was a take that definitely, I think, didn't kind of... I did, who had we that take? We didn't have that take. We didn't necessarily have that take, but that take was like, out there. I feel there. like you're putting us under the bus for no reason. We're chill. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I guarantee you there's some stuff. We rolled the yeah. tape back that I said some stupid things back then that uh, look Listen, a little bit better. you were now. hurting and you were vulnerable and <laughs> we've made it That's through it. then. That's it. That's what it is. That's what it is. Sometimes, you know. You were you in a vulnerable rational. place. Sometimes you're a little irrational, like, you know, last night. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On the other side, I'm actually really excited about this next segment. Oh, I know you are. Here. So I don't know if uh, for those who didn't listen or watch Overdrive last night, the O-Dog made the greatest comment of all time. I think probably something that should win him an award uh, on uh, the radio award show of Canada, whatever that uh, is, is called. <laughs> he should get some sort of award. Yeah. And we're going to play the audio, but essentially he... I don't want to spoil it, but he called Jason Robertson. I, 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 okay, I can't spoil it. Why don't we take a break? We'll come back because we'll play the audio, and then we'll get into it. And what we're going to do is we're going to match Toronto Maple Leafs players to real-life actors. It's, it's going to be great. Uh, that's coming up next on Leafs Lunch. This is Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. Jason Robertson, man, he's like, it's not the fastest skating, it's not the shot, I guess doesn't have an Austin Matthews shot, but the guy's a magician. He's like Pete Davidson, it doesn't look like it's, <laughs> it's all there, but he's just it's dialed working. in. Because they are exactly the same. God bless Jeff O'Neill. I kid you not, Julia, when I heard that last <laughs> night, on coming across the television, I lost it for a good 30 minutes. I could picture you losing it over that because it is a hilarious comparison. Like, everybody knows what he's talking about. Too. Oh, yeah. Like, 
There well, ain't a person on this. Well, I feel like men this... understand this better because, like, you talk to the girlies and it's just like, it's Pete Davidson. He's got a thing. This is the point. What's he got? <laughs> he ain't the sexiest man alive. Didn't I tell right? you, like, the sexiest man alive would be terrible to date. He'd look better than you in photos. People would think he's cute all the time. Like, it'd be terrible. But that's like being the GM of a hockey team, being like, I don't want Connor McDavid. <laughs> he's going to make the other guys look bad. No way. I don't want the best player. Yeah. I want this guy instead. Like, no, that this makes sense. Uh, Leafs lunch and this celebrity ranking of hockey players is brought to you by Vanilla Visa prepaid cards. Available for purchase at Petro Canada, the perfect gift for any occasion. Comparables. Um, yeah. So, let's talk comparables when it comes to celebrities uh, and and NHL players and Leafs players. I, I you feel passionately about this. Let me hear. Let me hear, AB. Okay, so here's on okay. Morning. Let me let me set this up properly. Okay? okay, so after listening to this last night, me and Steph were talking about we should do something similar. Like, what would the Maple Leafs comparables be? Like, if Jason Robertson is the Pete Davidson of the NHL, like a guy who just doesn't have it all, but for some reason is just like the best and just he's a magician out there, and at the end of the day, puts in a lot of work and has a lot of success. Yeah, makes a lot of sense, right? It's a great comparable. How can we equate? Maple Leafs to some real life comparables. So that's that's the premise of what we're doing here. And we've got uh, we've got here six different Maple Leafs that we're going to sit here and compare. And the first one is Mark Giordano, Theo Gio, as we've kind of monikered here him here on Leafs Lunch. It, it's it's got to be Robert De Niro. Like Theo Gio was the Robert De Niro of the Maple Leafs, just like the old Italian cat. Stern. I was guy. thinking like Vin Diesel because the baldness, but I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess Vin Diesel could potentially work, but like I'm looking at Robert okay. De Niro, the crazy uncle. He just gets finer. He's going to snap, age, snap like a you good too. Glass of wine or exactly. bottle of wine. Okay, exactly. I see that one. I love it. I love it. Like Robbie G. What was that? Uh, was it Bad Grandpa? The movie did with oh, Zach that Efron? movie was amazing. It was a hilarious movie. I forgot that was him. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot that was him. That was a, that was a hilarious, grimy movie. Might be like top five funniest movies I've seen all time. Like I saw wow. that in theaters and I died laughing. I it was think like I did too. Weirdly, it was enough. hilarious. A great movie, but that's like Gio Gio Gio. The sexiness out there on the ice right now is what Robert De Niro was to. I can't remember the actress in that one, but it's just like the old man out there putting in work, doing good things. You are and that's so funny. What Gio Gio has been doing. The next player, William Nylander. You came up with this one. Well, I, I came up with it, and then I started to kind of bounce back and forth on it. Harry Styles seems really obvious, since Harry Styles is now allegedly an actor, though I've never actually seen him in a... I've never seen any of his motion pictures. Have you seen any? I of have Harry? not. Neither have I, but Harry Styles, actor now, uh, and, and Willie Styles, so it just ties in. They're both stylish, kind of effortless well, it looks guys. like cool cats, right? Yeah. Just like cool cats, very calm, cool, collected subdued type of yeah persona but but the more i started thinking of it the more i was like is william nylander more like alt like is he more like timothy chalamet vibes i'm trying to think who that is 
well, he's just I, honestly that's a that kind of makes the point even more because to everybody <laughs> girls love that. Timothy Chalamet. He's like this young, kind of skinny. He kind of gives he looks physically like a little bit more like Mitch Marner, but girls love Timothy Chalamet because he's got this kind of fun, flamboyant, almost I, Harry Styles ish yeah, energy I'm to him. Up that vibe. You I'm know what up I that mean? Vibe. Yeah, for sure. He's alt but cool and yeah. Like he's not the main guy out in Hollywood, no. but like he he's he's pretty good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah, and he's the cool cat. Definitely a cool cat, flies under the radar, doesn't doesn't want all the media hype. I like it. I actually do really like that comparison. <laughs> well done, Julia. Well done. Austin Matthews. It's it's got to be Tom Selleck. Like so it's got to be Tom Selleck. It, it's the man with the mustache. Who's the guy in Hollywood you think of when you think of mustaches? It's Tom Selleck and Magnum PI and who's the sheriff in town here in Toronto? It's Austin Matthews. It's really just a perfect match made in heaven between those guys. Okay, I'll buy that one exclusively because of the mustache, but you have to the, the next two you're going to need to explain to me. Okay, the next two? Yeah. Okay. So I've got John Tavares as George Clooney. Okay. Okay. JT, to me, is just like a very cerebral guy. Yeah. And I think of the same as George Clooney. And you look at all of the, like a lot of the roles he's done, he's just such like a cool, laid-back character. And I feel like Tavares very similar with this Leafs team. Just kind of laid back and he just goes and gets it done and puts together tremendous performances just like George Clooney. And nobody questions it. They'll yeah, and it's like business, you know, the older guy, the older guy in Hollywood, the older guy on the team. You know, he's considered the the captain among his castmates whenever he's out there performing. And same as as John Tavares, the captain out there on the ice. Okay, you sold leader. me. You sold me. You got me there. Now this one, I need some help with. Okay, so this one I have as Jonah Hill. Okay, Mitch Marner. I love Jonah Hill. By is the way. Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill's the best. Here's where I'm going with this one. It's a specific Jonah Hill character, okay? Okay. It's Jonah Hill in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, I thought you were going to say 21 Jump Street. No. Jonah Hill in the Wolf of Wall Street. Why, you ask? Mitch Marner is not necessarily supposed to be the top billing guy on this team. It's supposed to be Austin Matthews. Right. Just like Wolf of Wall Street, it was supposed to be Leo, which he was. But Jonah Hill's character, that was the best character of that film. Carried. It carried the movie. I wouldn't say it carried, but it was it was he was the best best of the bunch. Not to say that the rest weren't great, but he stood out. And that's exactly what we're getting with Mitch Marner right now. Okay. Is he the marquee number one player? Is he the guy who won a heart trophy? Is he the guy that won the Ted Lindsay a year ago? No, he's not. But he's the main guy right now, the second, you know, second guy on the billing. But he's playing like that true superstar, and that was Jonah Hill in that film, Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, I, I buy that. I buy that. I'm a big Jonah Hill fan, big Mitch Marner fan, so I buy both those things. Robert Pattinson. So you had one angle of it after I told you that Robert Pattinson to me is Matt Murray. So Matt I- Murray is Robert Pattinson. Okay, <laughs> you had a very mean. Thing to say whoa, about why he's Robert Pattinson. Whoa, whoa, makes, whoa. I thought you were going for a vampire angle because he's got a little bit of a vampire-y, maybe a little undead look to him. And, How does that not mean? And <laughs> his play has risen from the dead the way that vampires don't die. I don't know. I thought that there was a vampire angle here. There's no vampire angle. I'm strictly talking about the guy's career. Robert Pattinson's career, right? Came out hot out of the gate. With, with Twilight. With Twilight, right? <laughs> hot out of the gate. I love Twilight. Stanley Cup. 
right? Matt Murray won a Stanley Cup, just like Twilight was basically a Stanley Cup. And then they went out and had so much success. And then kind of eh, a little bit of rockiness and throughout you know, his career. It was kind of just there. And then the resurgence with Batman. And now we got a resurgence here with Matt Murray. So a guy, star, then kind of left a little bit. And He'll then now always he's back be to Edward stardom. Cullen to me. Exactly. And Matt Murray too, will always be that two-time Stanley Cup champion former Sue Greyhound to Kyle Dubas. Got that dog in him. Got that dog in him. And that's why Matt Murray is the NHL's Robert Pattinson. Also, quick congratulations to uh, Marie-Philippe Plant, wins the Northern Star Award as Canada's top athlete this year. Um, we could get into that tomorrow. I know you, you, know, you yeah, definitely absolutely. will have a lot to say about that. Um, so congratulations to, uh, to MPP, the former Lou Marsh Award. All right, JT is a fun show. We finally got an extra, you know, full two hours Jesus. out of this. We had one. a lot to say. We had a lot to say. We can get back at it tomorrow and say a little bit more. Uh, if you missed any of today's show, you can find it on TSN1050.ca, the Art Radio app, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano for Julia Sherry. Gameplay with Matt Cause next.